Welcome to Off the Clock Conversations with Lily and Lauren. I'm Lily. And I'm Lauren. We are two therapists here to share some hopefully helpful insights into therapy, life, and everything in between. We've been told, for legal purposes, we need to remind all viewers and listeners that these are only conversations that are happening off the clock and for knowledge and entertainment purposes only. If you're in need of therapy and psychological services, we, or someone we'd know, would be happy to meet with you on the clock. On today's episode, we're talking about grief and loving memory of Lily's sister-in-law, Melanie. Happy Thursday. Happy Thursday. How's your Thursday going? My Thursday's okay. My Thursday's um, not really, well, we're dealing with grief in our household. So it's a, it's a painful thing to deal with. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So that's my Thursday. Yeah, it's a very different Thursday. Yeah. It's it's still a happy Thursday in a sense. Uh, But also not really. Dialectically, it's a very sad Thursday alongside of a happy Thursday. Um, But yeah, my amazing husband, my sister-in-law is, um, I don't think she's able to fight cancer much more. Mm Mm-hmm. And it's her last couple of hours as what we've been told. But you know, like, there's a part of me that's still like, miracle. It's gonna be a miracle. Which I guess it's like the denial stage of grief. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like a miracle can happen. But then there's like the other side that obviously it's the sadness. And and for me, like, she's my sister-in-law, amazing, amazing human being. And I'll tell you more about it as we go on. But obviously for Adriel, it's her sister. It's a sister. Oh, yeah. So it's a bit of a different experience from that end versus my end. But I think I can only talk about my experience. Today. I feel like the... There are so many different aspects to grief and definitely one of them as you're naming is like, I feel like there are so many efforts that we internally go through to avoid experiencing it. Yeah. Is I think until the like last moment that like almost like a denial that it's even happening of like, she's going to pull through this and it's, it's really hard. It's like no, no map amount of, acceptance in the world I think can rid ourselves of that because it's just human yeah and it's it's so like the amazing thing about her um and do forgive me when I cry because I will be crying but the amazing thing about her is like she beat it twice and and not only did she beat it but like I She's such a fucking badass, Lauren. Such a fucking badass because she beat it holistically. She didn't go through chemo. It was like her personal choice to change her diet. And her amazing mom that like lives with her adjusted her whole entire life to like support her daughter in in her choice of 
changing the diet and changing her lifestyle and in like in a lot of cultures but also in the Guatemalan cultures I think in the Persian culture there's a similar belief that like diseases like this are psychological um, pain that is festered and so she did she dove deep and she just she's overall just such a wise human being like when when I sit and talk to her and I did for hours just amazing but she dug deep in the things that she deemed might be the pain that kind of stuck around and there was once that I and and she recovered like for her her second cancer was stage four she couldn't come out she couldn't move and when the last time I was in Guatemala like she we went out to lunch every weekend to her favorite spot. We walked around the mall and it was actually the cancer was in her hip bone. So for her to accomplish that successfully her way, which is my, why I think she's just such a badass. It's, it's beautiful, but obviously once you have cancer and even if you beat it, it just, you're susceptible to getting it again. And so this time around, I think she just didn't have the energy to fight it. But it, I'm so proud of her. And I think that's the thing where like dealing with it, I, the biggest sadness I feel is knowing that I'm not going to be able to see her. Mm-hmm. That's the part that like just, I think affects my me the most knowing that I'm not going to be able to have the conversations that I have and want to have but the radical acceptance that I bring myself back to is um and I think this is I went on a tangent but this was a joke I made to her once when she was we were talking on the phone and she was telling me all the things that she did between like her life and she was a life coach too so between like all her therapy and her spiritual healing and she's just like telling me how amazing it felt to release some of like the things that she deemed were pain from the past and even generational pain and I was like I literally was like Melanie don't do too much healing because then your soul's not going to have a purpose like there's you've learned all your lessons then you're going to be gone man (laughs) I'm going to need your soul to have more things to learn in this life and she started laughing but I think that's that's one of the radical acceptances that I'm doing I think it's like she she's gonna come back if we're gonna think of it spiritually her soul's gonna come back for other lessons and the lessons that she learned in this life she did learn and fucking handled it so beautifully and gracefully and with strength that it, it that part of it I feel comfort with letting her go mm-hmm. is that crazy not at all everything the entire world is crazy I think if we think about this even just the fact that as humans like if you were trying to explain like human life to an alien I don't even, I don't know if that's a correct term, but for somebody who wasn't a human being, we literally lay down and close our eyes and are unconscious for like 
hopefully eight hours a day. Like there's just like none of our existence makes any sense. So no, everything makes sense and nothing makes sense. Yeah. And this is like, I think part of this process too, is like figuring out how we conceptualize life after death as well. Yeah. I, I, I like, and I know the stages of grief is like, what? Denial, anger, de avoidance. No. Denial, anger, bargaining, depression, acceptance. Yeah. Um, but I like, I think one of my things is <sighs> so interesting. Everyone deals with grief so differently, right? Like every human being deals with grief so differently. And I think one of my things is I don't want, I want the person that has left or is leaving to have like that, not the whoa me factor connected to their death, right? Like for Melanie, like she was beautiful, young. Of course I can say all these things, like she had a whole life ahead of her. And she, she there's so many other things she wanted to experience, but that doesn't help me accept, nor do I want to let her go with that image in my mind. Like I want her to be exactly what she was, which is a fucking badass who yeah. did life her own way against what everyone recommended, against the odds, successfully, twice. Um, and she deserves to be let go with that in my mind, not with the unfairness of life and with that bargain, like with that. So I don't, I don't, and I don't know, that's like, it's funny because Adriel and I were even talking about it because he's dealing with it very similarly, but also differently. And and it's beautiful because him and his siblings are so loving and supportive and they're handling this with such love and, and humor and helping each other go through it that it's like, I don't worry about him handling this because he has his siblings and they're doing a hell of a job taking care of each other, even in different parts of the world. But I was telling him, I was like, I don't want to, and I, I've known her for two years and I've gone closer to her in the past like year and a half, but you've known her for much, much longer. Um, it's your sibling. So I don't want to think of all the things she missed. I want her life to have meaning because it did. And it really, truly did have a lot of meaning to it. And she deserves that. Yeah, I think it's, as you're like approaching, thinking of her memory, you don't want to approach it in conflict. Yeah, You want to feel peace and also in knowing and like remembering her for who she has been in the time that you've known her. And I think it's hard because I think the anger is normal too. Yeah. But I think that like, it seems like the way that you're like, I think engaging, engaging with it is like really wanting this time and like to be able to like assign a different like conceptualization of it, not wanting to think about it and feel anger because that's not what you thought of her with. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I'm okay with feeling sad, which I do. Just the idea of not being able to see her 
the idea of not being able to call her whenever I want and talk to her because like she was a person that I was she was a friend she's someone that I dealt with when I had doubts marrying Adriel and I had doubts at times she was the person I called and I was like I need you to help me figure out why I'm having doubts and let's like like philosophize and talk about this and like we spent three hours talking about it so like knowing that I don't have that person at my like grab when I need it that's the part that hurts yeah and I think knowing that she's still there always with words is that brings peace grief is painful though it's a roller coaster it really is a roller coaster you don't know what's gonna hit and you don't know how you're whether you're processing it in depth whether you're processing it superficially and then there are times where i'm like obviously judging myself because I'm like you like so self-centered like this isn't even your sibling you're losing like can you just have age let Adriel go through his like him and his family go through their pain like it's not about you Lily <laughs> actually you're not allowed to have pain yeah your grief doesn't count yeah it's kind of that's not healthy Yes, exactly. Yeah, no, it's insane. <laughs> Obviously, yeah, it's just, there's so many, as you're talking about it, I think it's hard to both process your own grief and be a partner. Yeah. And that's, it's this really um, uncomfortable position to be in because as a partner, you don't want your grief to interfere with being there for Adriel. Yeah. But and as a siblings too. Yeah. And the siblings. Like you don't want to do that. You don't want to make this about your own experience of grief, but you're also a person who had your own relationship with Melanie. And it's hard to do both. And I think having been having to be a partner still, and it's just all these complicated feelings show up. So this is like this is completely normal. It's not that your grief doesn't count. It's just there's too much grief for everyone. Yeah. And she truly is a big loss for everybody. Yeah. She sounds like a force. Yeah, man. Dude, she's such a fucking badass. First of all, just a beautiful human being inside and out. Like, I would always tell her, I'm like, you're like my personal therapist <laughs> like, like I think the reason I met your brother was so I met you <laughs> like, um but she's a, such a beautiful human being so soft a lot of loving kindness a lot of depth so much depth in her um self-awareness just strength when I think of Melanie, I think strength. I and honest, honestly, like imagine like having cancer twice 
And the second time it comes back at stage four. Like when I when I had just met Adriel, her cancer had returned or it was a new form of cancer stage four. And imagine, Lauren, imagine not doing chemo, not taking any external medication, not not doing what doctors and everybody, the normal form of going through it, just with diet, with vitamins, with therapy, with like internal like journaling and internal healing, going from not being able to move to just walking. And even like considering coming, traveling from Guatemala to LA for our engagement. Like I, we literally went back and forth multiple times. She's like, I really want to, and I think I can. I just think the five hours of being in a plane might hurt my hip. So I don't really know. Um, and I don't know how much movement I'm going to be able to have. So like literally for like two weeks, we were going back and forth of like, you can, but do you like, do you want to take the risk or do you want to just wait till you're fully recovered? And she was almost fully recovered until this one came back in her shoulder from what I understood. Yeah. Badass. Yeah. To have a strong enough conviction to follow your own path and intuition. Yeah. It's such a, I think that's something that is her legacy. She did life her own way and she succeeded. Yeah. I don't know. It's hard. It's hard knowing that the person's not going to be in front of you anymore. I think that's the that's the biggest pain of grief that I experience at this time. That's a big one. Yeah. There's like a just a void that doesn't get filled. Yeah. Does it. And it's hard to reconceptualize the world with that absence. Mm. I think that's kind of why spirituality comes into play. Of course. I usually see, I imagine the spirits of the people that I love that have like passed as butterflies. And so different colors of butterflies remind me of a different person. So I kind of wonder what color butterfly she's going to be. I don't know why I have the color blue in my mind. That makes sense. <laughs> Does it? <laughs> yes, yeah. I think that this is, I think the way that, there's a reason why that color is coming to mind. And this is like, yeah, this is where spirituality comes in. Spirituality steps in when science and the world stop making stops making sense. Yeah. It does actually. And the end of science is spirituality. Yeah. You know what I think Melanie was able to prove? What's that? Science and spirituality are each other's dialectic mm -hmm. the two truths can exist in the same concept it's not just black and white yeah
Who has my Thursday? The hell of a Thursday. How's your Thursday? Well, I would say very different. <laughs> I would hope so. Yeah. But I think that this conversation like really just brings to mind the how the like kind of butterfly effect of people in our lives. Yeah. And the way that I, I sometimes think about it is like how profoundly someone can impact the world. And I think it's pretty amazing to, it sounds like to know Melanie was to love Melanie. Oh my God, yeah, a hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. And it's funny, it, I love that you said that because Melanie might've impacted the world around her, but the world around her is gonna impact the world around them, which she's still impacting. Exactly. Sometimes that's what helps me with like I think thinking about grief is thinking about how how much this world will never be the same because this person was there and even even if they're not physically here that we can still feel their vibrations. And in their words, there's a couple of words and it's interesting. Like there are a couple of conversations that really stand out and a couple of things that Melanie would always say. Like one of the things she would always say is everything happens for you. It doesn't happen to you. It happens for you. Now, when you look at it from the perception that it happens for you, you find the lesson and the blessing in it along the pain. And I loved when she would say that. I love that. And then when we would talk about like, when you're, when you're doing internal work, you start looking at things that you, you want to do differently. And so she would always say, it's the intentional act, the intentional act. And I'd always say, you know, it's so funny because I say that word every single day, Melanie. I say all, so often, like, do it with intention, do it intentionally. But it doesn't hit me the way it hits me when I hear you say, intentionally, I had to do this. Intentionally, I had to like say the thing I wanted to say differently. Intentionally, I had to stop thinking the way I was thinking about X, Y, and Z um, and change it. Like, and, and she's like, every single day, I'm intentionally choosing what to do to help myself. Yeah. And I think those are the most powerful things. Like, again, just she really impacted the world around her and me for sure. Yeah. Without a doubt. Yeah. I love her. She's such a beautiful human being. Yeah. Nobody does her. Of course. Yeah. I think that's enough vulnerability for one podcast. <laughs> yeah. Um, I do want to thank everyone for letting me process publicly, well, technically privately between you and I, 
but everyone gets to listen to me talk to you about it. But I think that grief is one thing that we can all relate to. Yeah. And I think one thing I want to point out, everyone deals with grief so differently. Yeah. There really is not a right or wrong way to deal with the pain of losing a person that's so important to you. There's no right or wrong way. If you go through the stage of anger, that's okay. If you're going through the stage of denial, that's okay. Um, for some people, acceptance is a lot harder and it takes a lot longer. Um, and for some people, it's it comes naturally and it comes quicker. And that's just everyone's process of grieving. For some people, they prefer isolating and being alone. For some people, they prefer talking about it constantly. For some people, they prefer humor and love, which I think it's one of the things I really do love about the Arena siblings is like they're taking care of each other by not only processing it, but also humor and love. Nice. But for some people, it's just releasing the anger inside. Yeah. All I ask is don't do drugs to deal with it. Don't be aggressive. <laughs> and the rest of it, life is hard, man. It's a difficult thing to process. Yeah. On that note. Happy Thursday. Happy Thursday. Thank you for being here for me. Of course, that's what I'm here for. You also look gorgeous, by the way. You look like a white angel right now. You know what? I, I don't know if everyone would agree that I look like a white angel, but I, yeah, I appreciate that. You're a white angel right now. <laughs> Most importantly, I look good. That's all that matters, actually. One of this episode is to let people know that it's okay to think I look good. <laughs> Uh, well, welcome to another episode of Off the Clock Conversations with Lily and Lauren. And happy Thursday. <laughs> happy Thursday. <laughs>